0: Good evening, RSL nation. It's your boys, Adele and the Baker, with another Scarf Live podcast on your standard, usual Tuesday night. Baker, how are you doing, sir? Uh,
1: I'm all right. You know, a little, a little weary from the uh, Atlanta uh, game. It was kind of, kind of a rough one to to watch, a little bit, in my opinion. I keep, uh, I keep forgetting about that game. It it was very forgettable on on, on our end. For us? Yeah. Um, you know what I was looking forward to? What were you looking forward Quite to? Quite honestly, completely honestly.
0: I was looking forward to uh, another goal of the week vote off
1: between us and the ATL. You got to score if you want to make goal of the week voting. Um, it does help, doesn't it, it? You have to have a goal to be in the running for goal of the week.
0: Breaking news, if you do not score a goal. You do
1: not get to win goal of the week. It is also impossible to get a win without scoring a goal. Fun fact. Math? Math. Hashtag science.
0: It is science. (laughs) So tell me a little bit. um, This is one of those weird games where we didn't watch together. I did a a short uh, post-match quickie. I'm kind of a fan of those quickies. I'll
1: be honest with you. Didn't listen.
0: You're an asshole. Just between you and me. So tell me. What were your thoughts, your takeaways on that game?
1: Um I So I like everyone else thought that, you know, Atlanta was going to wipe the floor with us, and it was nice to see us not give up five or six or seven goals. Um I think for what it's worth, if if we had had been a little little cleaner on some of our passes, on some of our runs, and on some of our finishing, we could have walked out of there realistically with points which was nice to see a point a point. And you know, it, it is a strange game. Stranger things have happened. You know, they are still human. I think it's good to remember that um, for as good as they are. It, it was, it was good to see ourselves, you know, hang in there and be competitive and play their game. But uh, you know, reading some of the comments uh, yesterday and today and on Sunday, people are acting like we beat them. Like everyone's like, oh, so so excited to to you know, to, to, like play, and it was a learning opportunity. It's like, guys, if you know, let's let's say if 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 we're gonna be honest with ourselves and realistic about winning some silverware, those are the type of teams we have to beat. Mm-hmm. Like th- hanging in there with them and not getting blown out it isn't the isn't the measure. Like that's not the metric we need to be hitting. We need to be able to beat teams like that. Moral victories don't get you silverware. Moral victories don't get you
0: points, which don't get you silverware. Right. That was the only disappointing part. Now, let's roll the clock back by about a week. Ready? You and I are sitting at the same dinner table. Yes, folks, it's just a simple little dinner table. It's a high-end mahogany masterpiece. With a microphone and some some hardware on it. Soundproofing everywhere. And some duck t-shirts now. We do have duck t-shirts. Nice Thank for you dark t-shirts. for the duck t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here and and the only thing we agreed on is that we're losing. Right.
1: You said it's gonna be two zero, I think, actually. I think I, I think I had a scoring one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, three one. Something like that. I remember not thinking it was gonna be awful.
0: But you thought it was gonna be respectable. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought we were gonna get we're gonna walk out there with our tails between our legs. Mm-hmm. Having considered four or five, if we're lucky, right, right, not make all the front pages. If we're lucky, fair, we would be the other guy on the poster, in right. those, on those front pages, right. And then we go in there and we played okay. We came out to play. We we lost two zero, which I personally thought was kind of like, oh, okay, pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's what I'm- I expected away, right, on turf. Sure. At Atlanta. Against the team that played on Wednesday. Absolutely.
1: Well, I mean, there's that. that you know, didn't, I mean, they played San Jose on Wednesday. Yeah, they were losing and then they came to win that game. We should taken. The, if you can't beat that Atlanta team, you're not there to play. So I walked
0: out of the game thinking, you know, I'm kind of happy. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with what just happened. Right. Because if you put that same kind of effort into most of our other games, we win. I think we beat Portland, whether home or away, with that kind of effort. I think we might even walk away with at least a point, if not three against KC, with that kind of effort. And I think we definitely beat New England at home with that kind of effort. Just so happens that's the remainder of our games this year, right? That is true. But I'm walking away happy. And then right post-match, which I was watching on the KSL app, really good way to watch, I see Mike Petke. And I'm thinking, here we go. hmm Mike Petkey is about to tell us that there are no favorites. Mike Petkey is about to tell us he doesn't care who is perceived to be the best team in the league. Mike Petkey is about to tell us that his boys can and should win against anybody in any stadium at any time on any kind of plastic, which let's get into that in just a second, mm-hmm. the billion-dollar stadium without grass. And what does
1: Mike Petkey say? He was fine. He was happy. He was, uh, I don't know if happy is the right word, but he definitely wasn't upset. He was nowhere near upset. I mean, that's,
0: I think in Mike Petke terms, that's happy. Right. In objective people's everyday people terms, that's like, eh, he's not upset. That's Mike Petke happy compared to what I have seen Mike Petke be over the past year and a half. For sure.
1: I think what he was was relieved. I, I think that was a man that was relieved. Um, I don't want him to be relieved. I don't either. It's it's that's that's fine from a casual fan perspective, which you know is is the perspective we tend to typically have. Um, maybe casual isn't the right word. Diehard fan perspective. He needs to field a team that needs to be able to beat guys like that and teams like that and and make them you know work. And and maybe some of those bounces go differently, and 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 we we clean up a little. That game goes differently, but you know, we can't sit here and say that when we lost two nil. Like it it's it just wasn't a good it, it wasn't enough. And it, it wasn't the right energy and everywhere. Oh, th- I disagree with that. Down, I think the energy was there. On the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean everything I was fine with the game and then very quickly became very disappointed with everything that happened after the game. Agreed. That's, that's, that's exactly what I was yeah.
0: trying to say. Yeah. No. It, you know. Now, here's my favorite part. Um, not in the game, but right after the game, Carl Beckerman does the interview, and he very, with a serious face, says, Good effort. They're a good team, great organization. And you can't disagree with any of that. No, it, it's the the part he didn't say, which I would disagree with if he were to say it. But we'll just pretend he did. Is it's a shitty fan base.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, they're passionate, but let's face it, they're gonna be our arch enemies for a while. <laughs> but what he said is, we want to be back here this year. Did you catch that part? No, I did not catch that. He in the post game interview, he says, "We want to be back here this year to give it another shot." Mm. There's only one way for us to go go back to Atlanta in calendar year 2018. Right. And that is in the MLS Cup. Right, in the final. Yes. And quasi-semi-jokingly, I I put up on the page, on the Facebook page a, a few days ago, prices for Atlanta Mm-hmm. During the finals week, that's correct. They're kind of kind of cheap right now. I'm sure they'll climb. And I think you can go to Atlanta for like 150 bucks round trip right now. Let's go to Atlanta. <laughs> so it's that simple. I did. I did really like that. I loved Carl's approach after the game. Hated it during the game, and just uh, I. I really. I don't know. I, I've never been more disappointed with Mike Petkey.
1: Yeah, I, I think maybe, that's maybe just wanting to blow up. Your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's. You know, it goes back to that relieved statement. I I think he was glad that we didn't get embarrassed and blown out, and you know, "quote unquote" been put on a poster. Um, But that's that's not, you know, it. it, It's to go back to the glory days of Jason Christ. It's we don't want to weather the storm. We want to be the storm. It's if you are going to be a, a, a serious trophy contender you need to play at that level and and rsl just didn't and it looked like they knew it from the first minute and that's just embarrassing yeah okay and that's good that's fair now one more let's let, one
0: more player i'd like to discuss specifically from my perspective Damir. The amir number yeah. nine so we go we, we go hat trick mm. we go one we go. Maybe he is the number nine, but we hope he's not the number nine solution because we need a solution for a replacement of Kyle Beckerman, mm-hmm. who, let's face it, whether we like it or not, will have to eventually call it quits. Yes, right. And Damir, in my opinion, is still a solution for that as a replacement. We have a history now with uh, Luis Silva and Amir Kralak playing as number nine. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of them have ever played number nine before they joined RSL. Right. right? I think I think Louis Stabbled. So, what was your thoughts on his performance? I mean, he was next to non-existent. He almost got in a fight. Yep. which he, I liked. Yep. He he did try to chip uh, Guzman after the flag. And he up. stood his ground, man. That, that's uh, I
1: think the RSL soapbox has a really good picture of that. Right. And it's not like you know he's a sh- small. Man, like he's a big dude. Demir's a big dude. Like he's, you know, he'll go toe to toe with the best of them. Which it's nice to see that energy. That was he does, that was. Does a lot of crunches. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, it's I think we have to be honest, the service to him was almost non-existent. As open as RSL tried to play, I think you know, realistically, he was never going to get the kind of space and time on the ball and 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 delivery that he was used to seeing in the, in the previous few games where he was, you know, putting them away. Um, I, you know, he, he essentially became a non-factor, which is very unfortunate to say, but that is my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely agree. All right.
1: I do have a bone to pick with the stadium, but before we get to
0: that, Mm -hmm. any other players you want to call out?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, the, the weak link, especially along that back line was, was Herrera. And I've ragged on him, on and off throughout us recording this this series. And yes, you have. It, it is no secret that I think we've got a guy on the bench that I think can do the job better. And you have he said that he isn't playing for whatever reason. But um, I am. I, I think that first goal is kind of on Adam Herrera. That second goal is totally on Adam Herrera. Um, if you look at the buildup of that play, we have a left back who doesn't play with his left foot. That is a problem. Uh, he got pressure coming at him and he kicks the ball. Like he essentially clears the ball out quick throw in later. And you know, we're, we're conceding a goal. It, it It's the kid plays well and he's got a huge ceiling and I think he's a solid, solid player. I just don't think he's our best option there. And uh, the fact that Petty keeps, you know, insisting that, that that he start um, it, it just blows my mind
0: disagree with you
1: on him not having a left foot because that's just a fact well the fact is he does have a left
0: foot we can do uh, scientific research on this if you'd like I think he's, he's done a fine job I do think Danny might be it's a good problem to have I think I think he's good I think Danny Danny should play maybe not start but he should play Danny's a very skilled player I have never understood your beef with Herrera. It, it's. I thought he's done well. Sure, he screws up once in a while. Mm-hmm. The thing about being a defender in any soccer team in any t- on any team in the world is that you only get noticed when you screw up, right? You don't get noticed when you don't screw up. Why would you? It would make any sense. I do. I would in no way, shape, or form blame anything that happened on Herrera directly. Um, I mean, for for Christ's sake, what, what, I mean, just looking at going forward, what goals could
1: we have scored? The two chances we had would have been called for offside anyways because they were. Sure. And, and I think my beef with Herrera is I think if he was the only option, I would be fine with him. I genuinely believe that we have a better option who isn't even getting bench time anymore. He doesn't make the 18. And, you know, like – I, I don't have access to the, to the locker room. I don't have access to the practice facility. At, at this point, we need to figure out what is going on with Danny because, of, you know, the guy was in the talks for national team minutes. We have lost some pretty
0: incredible players over the years that are now playing for some pretty big teams, mm-hmm.
1: mostly in defense. It's it, it You know, we've, we've got a guy who can do the job very, very well and while that isn't his natural position, it is much more natural position than Herrera. And and I'd like to know why he's not getting minutes. So, so the baker
0: would like to know why Herrera, why Danny, Danny is not getting any minutes. Mike, if you're listening, let us know. All right, let's move on to one other thing on this particular game, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is pissing me off beyond belief. All right, let's hear it. Well, this is actually this is this is this is. I'm preaching to the choir. Okay. I'm talking about the plastic field. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which looks incredible. I just watched a video on, like, FIFA, mm-hmm. and it was, I, I think, determined as one of the world's top-ranked stadiums in the world. Right. It's, right? A, it's a total institution. Somewhere between 1.6 to 2 billion Dollars were spent on this. Yes. Construction. So I get why Portland doesn't have one. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I don't get why they cannot grow grass, but I get it's like a cheap little old stadium, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like minor league baseball. Isn't that what it really is? So you don't get to spend an extra tens of millions of dollars to have like a interchanging field. But if you're spending close to $2 billion on a stadium, right? At what point? Uh, what, how much more would it have cost? Because I, I remember, I remember living in Europe years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the uh, new Bayern Stadium being opened, Bayern Munich, and they were showing us the renderings of this, this the fields being interchanged so that the team can practice on one field, right? And then it literally would drop down, and they would. This was the creepiest, freakiest thing ever I've ever, ever seen. Like, the, the, the grass would dip and slide out of the stadium. Right. And new grass, a new field will pull into the stadium. Yep. Just like on yep. a conveyor belt. Fields no longer need to be stationary. So, how much more would it have cost to build that so we can play actual soccer on a soccer field instead yeah. of this plastic nonsense i agree with the likes of Ibra and
1: Henri and everyone has been there this is absolutely ridiculous i mean let's let's get it right it is uh let's let's get it it's field turf revolution 360 tm (laughs) Um, aka plastic aka plastic no it's and here's the thing if by some miracle some atlanta fan actually ends up listening to this and and they can sit here, and it's like, yeah, the the you know Atlanta uh, Atlanta United is a co tenant with the Falcons, and it's the same owner, and I've, I've heard it all, and it's just as important. They share it 50 uh, It's it's not. It it's not. is soccer is the second priority after American football on a good day. On a good day, if, that's and, because and, there's no college football team to play. Well, tonight. so they actually, I'm looking at the you know tenants right now and um so it's obviously the falcons and obviously atlanta united um where was it but um both the oh i just saw it a second ago uh both the peach bowl and the celebration bowl are played in that stadium so there is college football there it is a you know one yeah it's one game game right it's a bowl game I think they'll probably have the
0: Super Bowl at some point,
1: right? I mean, it is, you know, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Um, it, it's the 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 kind of example I use is if they invented a spray, that if you sprayed this spray on the field and uh, American football became a thousand percent more enjoyable to watch, you know, it's, it's like a magic American spray. Football. It's a great sport. If you sprayed this spray and American football became a thousand percent more enjoyable to watch but the downside was that soccer balls deflate on it. Would Atlanta spray that field? And the answer is yes, because it is a football stadium. It is not a soccer stadium. It will never be a soccer stadium. Well, Home Home Depot guy owns the Falcons. He does. And
0: and I think every, each and every NFL team is a billion
1: dollar enterprise. Right. It's the money in... So obviously. Right. The money in the NFL is much higher than the money in the MLS. But if so let's flagship stop pretending, right, right. Hey, let's stop pretending. But if one of the flagship teams that gets the most, you know, international coverage, is playing in an NFL stadium, what does that say about the league overall? I disagree with that. See, I, I think it's not a good look. That's what it says.
0: They, ha- they, they ha- I haven't seen the lines. Have you seen the football lines? On the field? Yeah. Yeah in Atlanta? Yeah, I mean the the pattern on the grass. Yeah, well, the but pa- well, not not like the obvious like when you watch Minnesota play at home. Right. You it's, got not, football it's not it's not straight on. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So that that's just that's just amateur stuff. No, I look, not to take any anything away from them, but I if I was look, um I'm a die-hard Utah Jazz fan. Right. And if tomorrow the Real Salt Lake team decided to play at Delta Center, excuse mm-hmm. me, Energy Solutions Arena,
1: Get yeah, right, and Boy, exactly. I don't think that's right. Isn't it the smart, vivid extravaganza? <laughs> exactly, it's a Vivent Smart Home Arena now.
0: And you know what? If the Jazz were like, you know what? Yeah, we're not, we're not gonna change our pattern on the field. The, I would know that when I go to to Vivint Smart Home. Screw it, Delta Center, Delta Center. All right, it's a Delta Center so for yeah. every every true diehard Salt Laker. It's a Delta Center. If I knew I'm going to the Delta Center to watch Real Salt Lake play, I would in no way, shape, or form believe that the Real Salt Lake has priority over the Utah Jazz in the Delta Center. Right. Just like I spent the first four or five years of RSL and watched them play in at Rice Eccles Stadium mm-hmm. on plastic mostly. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had no illusions that the 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 17 or so home games that RSL plays are more important than like the five or whatever they play home games that the University of Utah football team plays. Right. And that's just a matter of just come to the conclusion of this is not, this is, there's, if you live in Atlanta, you're probably also a Falcons fan. Hmm? There's no shame in admitting it. Mercedes Benz Arena is the Atlanta Falcons stadium. Correct. And Atlanta United gets to use it. Right. But what I'm saying is if you're going to spend close to $2 billion on the stadium, at least show a little bit of respect. Put some grass in. Put some grass in. Put Hashtag some, no Put some like, retractable grass in. For fuck's sake, at $2 billion, you can probably invent a spray that will make you grass overnight. Anyways, that's my beef. Hey. Love Atlanta. You Actually, right. you it's, one of the, the it, it's one of the last great American cities I want to go to. And I really hope we make it to the finals. And I hope they do because I would love to go there this year, if mm-hmm. at all possible. All right. Enough about us. Enough about Atlanta. Let's spend about five minutes at the most talking about our next closest opponents in Western Conference standings. Because you and I screwed up royally last week when we yeah. predicted the scores. I mean, we both got the RSL score, correct? No, I got the score correct, but you got the outcome correct. Right, we got the outcomes correct. Mm -hmm. I think um, uh, we both screwed up Wednesday night for the Seattle and the Portland game. At least, no, one of them. We screwed up the Seattle outcome. Right. We uh, got the Portland outcome correct. And Sunday, um, one of us got the uh, Seattle outcome correct. The other one, you, got it completely wrong. So what I'm saying is this. One of the reasons I feel kind of optimistic about everything is because the other scores went our way. So let's get to um, – before we get to Seattle and what the ridiculous last two games happened to be, let's get to Portland real quick. Mm-hmm. All right, so they played two games, right? They did.
1: They played a Wednesday game and a Saturday game. All right,
0: who did they play Wednesday? Columbus. And the score was? 3-2 in favor of Portland. And that was a tight game. It was a close it was, game. there was a lot of back and forth. Yeah but they got those three points. That's all
1: that matters. And then this weekend they played Minnesota United. And what happened there? They lose 3-2. My God. It was Minnesota United did us a favor. Again. Again. It's, Again. Um, and, and I, I kind of looked into that game a little because I was, you know, curious as to what was going on. It wasn't so much that Minnesota United did us a favor as Portland put out a Starting eleven for the first forty-five that is isn't their strongest. I think they were trying to get a little team rotation, as if they were playing Minnesota United, right? Uh, no uh, Diego Chara uh, in the in the starting eleven, which for them is huge. Um, and then they were losing that game. It, it's they you know made some adjustments at halftime, and, and as the game progressed, and ended up scoring those two goals uh, in, in the second half to kind of come back a little. Uh, I was worried that they were going to tie it up or even worse, win it. But luckily that wasn't the case and they managed to get the loss. But um, I, I think this game isn't an, isn't indicative of their form. So let's not sit here and pretend like, oh, they're an easy team to beat. I think it's more indicative of us just getting really, really lucky and then making some poor choices Yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, No. look, man, th- th- that's why I love the MLS.
0: This is why I fight, not physically, but if I had to, I might. People who talk about, um, you know, um, doing something like increasing the, the caps where you know teams can buy anyone anywhere they want because it takes away from the parity of the league. Right. Anyone can beat anyone on any given weekend because the teams, at the end of the day, are not that far apart. Um, so Portland, thank you. Now, right. even greater thank you to our awesome friends up in the northwest, further north and further west, Seattle. Seattle. Two games this week. hmm Last week, whatever. That is correct. You got the results pulled up. I do. Ah,
1: talk about Wednesday. So they play Philadelphia. Ah. And credit to Philly. They, they knew what their truth was, and they executed on it. It was a classic smash and grab, and they walk away with all three points. I might uh, be getting a Philly yeah, scarf here soon. Seriously, a 1-0 win for Philadelphia and Seattle, ending Seattle's winning streak, and... Just, you know, causing further things down the line, which really ended up helping us out.
0: Yeah. And then Sunday comes around.
1: And I, I remember
0: specifically saying we're going to have an angry Ebra mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. And LA is going to beat Seattle and end their streak, which obviously was already a misprojection at that point about ending the streak. And then, what was it? 3 0. 3 0. Killed them. It was beautiful to see. It was absolutely beautiful to see. So, Um, at the end of the day, we're in fifth right now, if I remember correctly. You are correct. Two points behind Portland. Um, With two of our next four games mm -hmm. against Portland. That is the case. We are masters of our own fate. Well, we always have been. And I think the icing on the cake and all of these things there um, is this, this weekend, LA Galaxy and... Vancouver, mm-hmm. the two teams who are more most likely will have the highest opportunity to catch up to us are playing each other, right? Um,
1: and Vancouver fired their coach. Vancouver fired their coach, which so they're either going to get drastically better or drastically worse. They will not stay the same. Um, it, it will be interesting to see. I'm kind of hoping for a tie on that one. Um, you know, kind of let them let them bang each other up a little. A tie would be nice. A tie would be ideal. Um, You know, depending on how Seattle recovers from these two losses, RSL could be in a position to host a first uh, first playoff game at home, which would be massive. Yeah. Unless you're away in Phoenix at a wedding.
0: Unless you're away in Phoenix at a wedding. (laughs) Hey, easy come, easy go. All right, so enough about last week. We're going to spend two minutes literally because I think we need a whole new podcast on the SKC away game um, at the latest right after the game. Mm-hmm. We called both that we're going to be sitting in sixth uh, after these two weeks.
1: Right. As um, Of last week. How are you feeling about that now? I mean, we still could be. Right. It's just the teams ahead of us might not be the teams ahead of us. Um, it, it's I, I want to see how Seattle recover from their two losses it is worth noting that uh in, in their game against la they were without chad marshall i think he was uh he got a he got a bump in the head in the philly game and has been on concussion protocol if i'm not mistaken and just you know he, he wasn't even in the 18 so uh, it, it's they are a better team with him there their defense becomes drastically stronger i want to see if these two losses are just blips or if they're going to kind of you know bounce around as, as far as points because that could really really help us out well i remember people saying
0: after they won a couple of games whether it was uh, something new mm-hmm. or just accident right right and it turned out to be not so much
1: accident. no they were consistently good and you know additions of goal scorers tend to help when your biggest problem is a lack of goal scoring Something our cell could probably learn from. Well, for what it's worth, uh, Seattle, I hope you lose the rest of your games.
0: I mean, here's the hoping. We, we got KC this weekend. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a typical SKC game. I don't think we should touch that one too much because we're half an hour into this already. Um, but, man, SKC away, that's always a doozy. Maybe we do a Saturday morning quick podcast to, like, prep the folks Always a game. Option. Always an option. Yeah, a pre-game quickie. I'm just a fan of quickies, I guess.
1: Ew. <clears throat> All right. Any other notes you'd like to add, the baker? Um, no. It's you know, it's it's that time of year where, uh, you know, there's 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 a a very finite amount of guaranteed games left, and now we're just hoping to keep playing for as long as possible. And
0: folks, well, let me ask you this question: Is there any chance you think that last game in Portland will
1: not be massive? Absolutely not. The, we, that game will either, A, be for us to make the playoffs, or B, and I think much more likely, it's going to decide whether or not we are going away or if we are hosting that first-round game.
0: And we'll be uh, watching that next game day, and if you're a praying person, we'll be praying.
1: Hey, whatever whatever gets you through the night.
0: All right, RSL Nation, this has been another podcast of your dudes Adele and... And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you real soon. Adios.